Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous free leadership content. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Julia Middleton, Director of Women Emerging and your podcast host. The last seven episodes have been about essence. If we're going to discover an approach to leadership that resonates with women, it has to be rooted in the essence of what it is to be a woman. And over the last seven episodes, we've looked at some pieces that women have in their essence that the we that were pretty convinced heavily frames how they lead. We've looked at the sacred, the body, nature, motherness, ancestors, trauma and education. Those are seven pieces of the essence of the women who were on the expedition over the last year with me. We offer them up as um, an illustration of what we mean about essence and also as an invitation to you to look at those seven and figure out if any of them resonate with you and if they do, how they impact on your leadership and if and if they don't resonate, to figure out which bits do. So the book that I'm currently writing, which comes out on the 14th of September, which is going to be entitled, If That's Leadership, or rather, If That's Leading, I'm In. That book really starts, its, its sort of first chapter is about essence. And now for the next four episodes, I'm going to tr- sort of concentrate on the last chapter of the book. Because the book starts on essence and pretty well ends on energy. Uh, You'll have to get the book or pre-order the book if you want to know everything between the two. Energy is what I think we concluded leadership is really about. It Yes, I think we did. We concluded that leadership, or rather leading, because we prefer the verb, leading is about creating energy, about good energy and bad energy, frustrating energy, empowering energy, generating energy. The, that a powerful word, that's a wonderful word, generating energy and sometimes draining energy, energy that's complicated. But that we concluded that energy was what leadership is about. And of course, if that's what it's about, it, that energy has to be connected with essence, what we've been doing over the next, the last seven episodes. But over the next four episodes, we're going to talk endlessly about energy with Liz, with Alia, with Sarah and with Uma, each over the next four weeks. So first, Liz let me leave it to her to frame this concept of energy much more effectively than I ever could. You use the word leadership very close to the word energy, don't you? 
I do. I think energy is such an important thread that runs through leadership. And it also helps us understand how we as an individual are showing up and how our actions, our behaviors impact others. And so energy for me is such a powerful way of considering the dynamics of leadership, the, the constant motion, the energy. And I think that's why I really feel that energy is such an important element to unpack as we really seek to find approaches to leadership that resonate with women. Okay, go on, start unpacking. I'm ready. I always start from the place that energy attracts like energy. And so when we're thinking about the kind of leader we want to be, we're also thinking about how what we project, how that is influencing the people around us. And so if we're showing up in a very low energy state, perhaps we're lethargic, we're feeling a bit like a victim, we're just not really operating at a particularly high frequency, then the likelihood is that others will pick up on that and they will mirror that. And then that energy becomes reinforcing. Lower energy leads to more low energy. And then you can move through this spectrum. Now, probably the next stage after that kind of apathy is more anger. You know, suddenly we're not apathetic anymore, but we're mad about stuff. We're feeling conflict. We're feeling a sense of, you know, I win, you lose, I need to be right. And again, with this theory of energy attracts like energy, that's probably going to generate the same in the people around you. But if we really want to get to a place where we have the leadership and the energy that's enabling, going to enable us as a collective to do our very best work, we want to find ways to take that energy into places where we're taking responsibility individually and collectively. But even further than that, we're feeling a sense of calmness that creates the conditions where we can bring wisdom, we can bring creativity, we can bring joy, you know, we can enjoy what we're doing. And so I think you know, being more aware as a leader of the energy that we're bringing to a situation enables us to also really consciously think about how we're influencing others in their energy levels. And it's a real responsibility, isn't it, as a leader? to somehow it's i mean it's an exhausting responsibility but it's a responsibility to i suppose the word is lift isn't it it is lift and 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 that's a great way to think about leadership because actually i think that is what effective leadership is doing i think one observation that i would make is there is a time and a place for different energy levels and I think really effective leaders are able to identify in the moment what that situation needs. So if you're in a phase where, you know, there are, that there is, there does need to be a slower pace, there perhaps does need to be some really intense listening. That's going to be a different kind of energy than when you're very, very committed to an action phase. Equally, there is always going to be times in organizations when people need to vent. People need to express frustrations and anger and a healthy organization makes the space for people to be able to do that. 
The difference is we all make choices about how long we stay in those energy states. And so if we are consciously choosing to stay in those lower energy states where either we're apathetic or we're really angry, then, then that's something we need to be aware of as a leader. We need to be aware about how that is impacting the people around us and how they're likely to pick up on those frequencies. And then we shouldn't be surprised if then we have an organization that's that's operating at that level collectively, that energy level collectively. And so again, I would I would just emphasize that as, as leaders, it's not always about being in this super high energy phase. That could be exhausting potentially. Um, and also, you know, a healthy organization will make the space for all of those, but it's doing it in a really conscious way where we're aware of how we're showing up and we're aware of how that's impacting others it's interesting that you you use listening as an example of a lower energy to me listening is high energy yeah i that, that that's a misrepresentation because i think it depends on the type of listening that you're doing it it absolutely is a high energy activity when you're in that phase of really looking for people to bring their best ideas when you're looking for people to bring solutions that's a super high energy activity if you're in a space where people just need to vent to you because they're they're really mad about something then that's probably at a slightly different frequency but you're absolutely right juliet you know the very best type of listening is in the spaces where that's where there's that calmness there's that, that acceptance that's responsibility compassion there's this real sense of shared ownership and i think i think that's where it's really interesting to think about how people are, are thinking of who's winning in those different situations at the lower levels of the energy there's more of a kind of either you win i lose or i win you lose and at, at that stage that's where that's occurring that's a that's a low energy state but what we're getting into when we get into this place where we're more open to we win then then the energy skyrockets and so yeah just to be clear really good listening really active listening is absolutely a high energy activity and it's that's interesting too because you <laughs> you sometimes you're using the word energy and not the word power but you did actually it was quite funny because you used you know the power of energy <laughs> you're 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 really using the word energy because the word power sort of goes in the wrong direction doesn't it 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 can do julia and i think that's where the word power can be problematic because it can be open to interpretation so sometimes we try to be more intentional about how we use the word power by using expressions like power with people rather than power over people and i think that sometimes can can help give clarity around what the intention behind the word is but actually i think there are better words for expressing that actually it's the power it's the energy within the power that's more interesting to me that explains the dynamic that's going on and so that's where you know, I, I, I always feel like energy is is a, is a better way of understanding the situation and the dynamic rather than power. But but yeah, I think it's, it, it's power is 
Power is something you see people, other, pe other people abuse. Power is something I want to steal from you or make sure I have more of than you have. Um, it's... And somehow it, power absolutely in, has built in the concept of competition, doesn't it? Whereas energy has built in a different concept. I, th I think so, yeah. And I think in most contexts when the word power is used, not all, because I think people use it in very different ways and I think that's part of the problem. But I think in many contexts where the power the word power is used there's an element of coercion linked to that it's it's use exercising your power in order to encourage people to do something that they may or may not want to do and i think that's different to creating the energy where in which people feel the energy themselves to want to act in a certain way it becomes infectious doesn't it it does and it's and it's mutually reinforcing and i think that is why it's so powerful in leadership context because it's exponential once you um you create the space for that energy to um reverberate within an organization organizations enter into an upward spiral at spiral at the you know at the team level at the individual level at the team level at the organizational level and you see organizations really increasing their energy level up and up and up and the same is true in the other direction where low energy is present where people are, are either angry or have just kind of given up on the situation just kind of accepted it is what it is and i'm just gonna keep showing up but you know and but do the bare minimum is then you can see the same happening in a downward spiral and i think that's where as a leader consciousness and awareness is so critical because the yeah, great then, leader go on hang on hang on is what do you do then okay you're yeah. the leader you walk into a room and you can feel you can literally feel that the energy is spiraling downwards what do you do that is where you have to pause you have to use your own intu intuition and i think that's a really important element of of energy leadership is leaders being feeling equipped to trust their intuition and there's a number of factors um, that relate to that i think the the factors that will enable an a leader to do that effectively some of them are related to them so you know their their own kind of physical mental emotional well-being if they're in a good place then they are much more likely to be able to pick up on those kind of vibes and if they're not then you know in all likelihood they might struggle to be able to trust their intuition because you know they might be feeling more emotional or they may, might be feeling like they're mentally just not equipped or they're just exhausted because they've been working you know 75 hours a week and, and they're exhausted and, and i think that's where as individuals it's important that we understand what are the factors that influence our own energy and our own ability to show up in a certain energy place. But if you're in that space where you're you're feeling that you know, the energy is low, then you have to you have to make choices about how to spend the time. Is it worth forcing, you know, in that 60 minute meeting is it worth forcing your agenda that you had to talk about a new initiative or is that 60 minutes better spent 
providing a constructive space with parameters for people to express what's on their minds, accepting that that needs to come with some kind of closure, some kind of next step associated with it so that the team doesn't just then wallow in that low energy but it comes with some kind of shift some kind of shift in the energy and an, an intention of how to move forward now that's so much easier said than done i'm not going to pretend that that is a really easy thing to do it it relates to human emotions it relates to so many different dynamics but I think it's, it speaks to how effective leaders are able to pivot when they can pick up on different energy levels, that they can, they can be adaptable, they can be flexible. And I think that kind of responsive leadership is what we need in the world today. There is not going to be one way of showing up as a leader. There's, there's going to be lots of different ways to show up as a leader on a day-to-day day -day basis. The leader you need to be in that same organization on Tuesday may well be different on Wednesday. And I, and I think that's where there's real opportunity uh, to, through heightened awareness, through heightened consciousness as an individual, but also as an organization, that we can respond to that more effectively. Have you been in situations where you thought, I can't prevent this spiral for as long as this team is the way you know it's this team have you ever had to i or for as long as we're based in this building you know we're based in this building and there are no windows that can open and no one can see any the sky from any of the the windows and actually whatever happens the energy is going to carry on spiraling downwards because of that or um this team has worked together for such a long time um, and is rather miserable together and they all trigger themselves going, I, has he never had to, have you ever had to do really dramatic things to change the energy? I'm not sure I could give you a specific example of where I've had to do that, but I think I've had to do that on a on a on a micro level on a day-to-day -day basis you know actually something's not right here what are the changes that we can make like you say is it about actually giving people a different environment sometimes that's about just giving some people some space at work some space to work at home sometimes it's about um just getting out of the office and um get especially if you have um a role where the work that where you see the impact of your work is outside of the office you know i would say that was the case when i've when i worked uh, for siemens wind power and the wind farms that we were in we were installing sometimes just getting out to those locations enables you to connect to the purpose and i would i would say i have a lots of examples of that where sometimes it you you really just need an environmental change in order to shift the energy sometimes that you know, there have been situations where somebody is completely stuck in a low energy state, state, like a single person in a team is just stuck at the lowest energy level and they're dragging people down. And actually, despite lots of different um, attempts, that person just isn't shifting. And so that's situations where, you know, you might need some kind of performance management intervention but also with the right conversations, that person might just self-select themselves out of that situation. 
and or suddenly decide to spiral in the opposite direction absolutely and i think again it's it's being able to have those conversations being able to recognize when those things come up as early as possible it's funny isn't it there's a, there are so many situations in which people have said to me there's a really negative energy in the room and you go great because a lot as long as there's energy we're fine because negative energy can turn to positive energy my only problem is when there's no energy right right and i think also it's that th there's lots of opportunities to understand the blocks to the energy and i think we're often drawn towards the outer blocks because they're less um, they're, they're less uncomfortable outer blocks is the what it's the external factors it's the logistics it's the systems it's the processes it's the things that are not necessarily related to individual people but they're just the factors in in the environment and those things we often turn to those first because somehow they feel easier to fix but the reality is that i think a lot of those blocks to energy are the inner ones either inner for an individual or or a group of people it's the who and the how so it's some of the thoughts that we're having about ourselves or the situation it might be the mindset the emotions what's motivating people and often there's less desire to go there because it feels like it might be a little bit messy um it might result in people's feelings being hurt it might feel like there'll be some blame or some kind some need to except that the way people are showing up and how they're behaving is isn't quite what it needs to be the reality is that people will be drawn to those external factors because you know it feels easier to fix especially as so many leaders are inherent problem solvers they're like okay i'll change this policy we'll move the office but actually it's doing that inner work as an individual and as a group making the space to 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 try and uncover what the block is and again there's lots of of blocks that a, an individual or a team might have some of them are that are relating to kind of limiting beliefs we might have about ourselves or the situation sometimes it might be about an interpretation you know a story that we've created that we believe to, to be true that could be about the team it could be about a competitor could be about our place in the market it could be so many different things it could be or it might be an assumption you know that's because something happened in the past it will happen happen again and and they're all subtly different in terms of what the leader needs to bring to that situation in order to move forward in order to be able to take the team to a place of higher energy but it but it does require a commitment to get into those messy places, to ask some of those questions, to be willing to listen to the answers before you're ready to necessarily move into the place of action. So if you're going now towards the higher energy, I suppose, the, well, is the sky the limit or should we be stopping just short of the sky? <laughs> I mean, is there ever a point at which there's, there's a sort of frenetic energy? I think it's I think it really depends how what we're meaning when we're saying the highest levels of energy because sometimes we we think of it in a kind of really literal way is that someone in a high energy state is in motion constantly they're doing stuff they they're busy they're getting everything done and I mean that's true in some respects but also that 
can not be helpful. If someone's just running around doing all the things, then yes, you could potentially say that was high energy, but is that the kind of energy that you need? Actually, when you're, when you're really thinking about high energy, some of the words I would use would be actually peace, calm, acceptance, wisdom, creativity, synergy. Now, these are, these are words that are about a, a, a mutually reinforcing energy that's enabling the team to do more. But I also really relate it to the theme of flow state, which we hear a lot about these days, and that ability to really focus on the most important task, being able to tune out all of the distractions and get into a state of really true wisdom and creativity so that you do the very best work that you can on the thing that is the most important thing so that that is a different kind of energy to one where people are running around doing all the things all at once i think it's a really important distinction and it's it's almost it's it's that everything's happened and nobody's even noticed that you had to put an effort into it right yeah and people often say about flow state state is that time almost stands still you go into a state where either you're working on something as an individual or as a team you may be doing a brainstorm or you're doing some kind of activity collectively is that just time stands still and you're in you're in this place of pure concentration um really being willing to listen really being willing to look for different solutions but actually so focused on the task in hand that you're able to give it everything and that's i think as leaders the state that we really want to create for ourselves and for our teams in order to do our best work if i was going to be good on this what are the things give me some hints give me some tips yeah as as always the case with leading is you've got to start with yourself you've got to it's really important to elevate your own consciousness your own awareness about how you're showing up and we we hear that a lot you know we're all told about you know, be conscious of how you're showing up but think about that really specifically in the in the context of of energy look at how people respond to you in certain situations really tune in to how your energy is is transferring to others but also pay attention to how the energy of other people is transferring to you and i think that is, is just as important to be aware of but when you're engaging with certain people pay attention to who have, who do the who are the people that you leave just feeling drained and tired and a bit overwhelmed and who are the people where you come away thinking ah i feel i feel a lightness i feel like i want to go and do something about this now that's not to say one of those conversations might not have been challenging you can have conversations with people about challenging things but the way in which the energy shows up has an impact on how inspired you feel to go and do something about that or whether you just feel exhausted and want to put it away in a box and not have to think about it again until you next encounter that person so i think paying attention to that energy transfer and just tuning in to how you might want to show up how you want to adjust the way that you're channeling your energy and i think that that would be 
a great starting point. And then kind of experimenting, experimenting in those different situations when you pick, when you pick up on a particular vibe, a particular kind of frequency that's coming out in certain settings. And, and just experiment with ways in which to bring your energy to the situation. Maybe it's about making more space to listen, listen. Maybe people do need, you know, just do need that real high energy leadership, which says, okay, I appreciate people are not feeling the energy right now, but at this moment in time, we need to get this done. So let's rally. Let's do this. Let's go. And sometimes it's not just about staying with the energy in the room. Sometimes you do have to shift it. You do have to bring something that will shift that energy. And, uh, and it would be, you know, it, you, you wouldn't be showing up as the best leader if you always just chose to be guided by the energy in the room. But it, it, it's about being willing to try different things and paying attention to what the results are. And, and feeling responsible for the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. and the amount of times you meet leaders and they come out and they say, oh, they're impossible. They're all so negative. And you think, yeah, so what are you going to do about it? And sometimes it's about going a bit upstream of, of whatever is occurring in the room that day. It's not always about trying to put a band-aid over whatever the problem is and fix people by just being more of something sometimes it you know when i mentioned before some of the influence of energy energy sometimes they'll be environmental sometimes they'll be physical people are just exhausted actually you're not going to fix it today because people are tired and actually what you need to be thinking about is a longer term plan about how to raise those energy levels sometimes people it, it will be something deeply personal to them. They may be feeling emo um, emotional energy relating to something that's completely unrelated to work and trying to force the energy in that situation may not serve you or them or the team. Sometimes you need to give them the space. So I wish there was, I wish I had a single answer, but I think it's understanding that as humans, we're hugely complex creatures and and being able to leverage energy effectively centers on being able to tune in and respond appropriately. And maybe sometimes moments when you recognize, actually, I can't change the energy in the room. Somebody else is going to have to do it. Um, yep. and, and letting that happen. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that leaders will as a leader you you may not always be able to fix everything however much you're you're tuned in to what's the to the dynamic and again being able to recognize those those moments being able to ask for help where you need it is another important dimension of being a, an effective leader and also recognizing those moments where even if you don't think you can do it, and even if you don't feel able to do it, you've somehow got to dig deep and find find a way to do it, because this is your job. Yeah, and in those moments, being connected to your purpose becomes so important. Being really conscious of why you do the work that you do, 
the impact that you're seeking to make, the values that you hold true. Those are the moments when having clarity on those things may help lift you as a leader in the really critical moments when, when you're feeling like maybe this is incredibly difficult. And again, those are the things that make you who you are as a leader. That's your individual identity as a leader and who you want to show up as. And so sometimes you will have to dig really deep and in those values and purpose driven spaces to find the energy that you need to keep making a difference. Have you ever had to do that? Yes, for sure. For sure. And in all different settings, you know, and, and for all different reasons. Sometimes it was about it being in really arduous physical environments where actually the team was just exhausted and it was about keeping keeping going in other situations it was just during periods of really significant change within an organization where people are feeling vulnerable they're feeling angry they're feeling everything really and their feelings afraid and you're feeling that too of course and 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 how you how you show up with authenticity in those spaces you know not just thinking that you need to be some kind of cheerleader that's going to brush aside their concerns but that you're actually going to acknowledge the difficulties faced even if you're pre you're potentially going through it as well um, and you're feeling those same fears. And then sometimes in, in situations where the combination of people in a team just isn't really, doesn't really gel. It's, there's just different conflicting personalities, none of whom are wrong, but that just find it very difficult to work together. And in those situations, again, the energy is complicated because it's not that there isn't any energy it's just that the energy is going in so many different directions that it's hard to act cohesively and collaboratively as a team and and that's really challenging too but in a different way so this episode for which liz thank you so very very much this episode is is the first of four it's a sort of work in progress and Liz is, is handing over her baton to Alia next week, who will pick up on some of the intricacies of this word, energy. And, and as I thank you, Liz, it's important to say that it really is no surprise to me at all that the name of the organisation that you run is Ripple Effects. The ripple on water. The ripple effect seems to be a very, very good name because leaders, when they apply energy right, in the right place and at the right time, have an enormous ripple effect. So you've set us off really, really well on this journey of the next four episodes around the issue of energy and leadership. Thank you so, so much. It'll be Alia next week. But in the meantime, sending lots of love from Julia.
To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.